Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. We've all been there, that dieting roller coaster, counting calories, eliminating carbs, cutting out fat, or maybe you've tried the popular ketogenic diet or plant-based diet route. With so many different diets available, they all have one thing in common. They all work. You lose the weight. The problem is keeping it off, and research shows 95% of people that lose weight on a diet will gain it back within a year. Could the reason it's so hard to lose weight and keep it off be due to something called an internal set point, the weight your body will try to maintain no matter what sort of diet you try? Joining us today is Jonathan Baylor, author of The Set Point Diet. He will share how... We can lower our set point and reach our ideal weight. That's the key. Don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest pioneered the field of wellness engineering and is the founder and CEO of Sane Solution, one of the world's fastest growing permanent weight loss and diabetes treatment companies in the world. He's the author of the New York Times bestseller, The Calorie Myth. He's spoken at Fortune 100 companies and TED conferences for over a decade and served as a senior program manager at Microsoft, where he helped create Nike Connect Training and Xbox Fitness. He's been featured on numerous TV shows and newspapers and magazines, including Time Magazine, The Wall Street Journal, Fox and Friends, and Red Book, just to name a few. His new book is called The Set Point Diet, the 21-day program to permanently change what your body wants to wear. Hey, welcome to the show, Jonathan Baylor. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Friedman. Uh, great to have you on the show. You know, over the last three decades, I've treated tens of thousands of patients. I weigh them when they first come in and subsequently at later dates. And I've noticed the majority of them have this range that they stay at no matter what diet they follow. So I was really excited to see you put this all together, coupled with a plethora of scientific research to back up what I've suspected for a long time. Share with the listeners this intriguing concept of changing what the body wants to weigh. It sure is beautiful when science proves our intuitions because right. so many of us have had that feeling that no matter what diet we go on, no matter what exercise routine we practice, it's as if our body is fighting to keep us in this 10 to 15 pound range. We're not imagining things. We're not slackers. We're not making excuses. The modern research around brain gut and hormonal health is showing exactly this. Just like your body works to maintain a pretty constant body temperature, your body fights to maintain a pretty constant body weight. But the good news is, is we can change that. We can lower your set point, And that's really exciting. Great. How's the set point differ from the metabolism? Is it similar? Metabolism is a, let's say, a sister concept. It, uh-huh. it, it, most people, when they think of metabolism, they're like, hey, this is how quickly my body burns calories. Right. And, and that is true in the sense that, yes, there is something called metabolism. It does influence how many calories your body burns, but it's really only a sliver of a much bigger and more beautiful puzzle that includes your brain and your gut and your hormones. And when we know that, it really unlocks some additional tools to speed up the metabolism when we lower our set point. Right. And it, you know, like I mentioned you know, in the intro, there's so many diets out there with north to south pole differences. Why do these initially cause weight loss, but then the weight comes back? What have you found? 
any diet that does cause calorie restriction on any, any level will cause temporary weight reduction. But because it's not causing the weight your body wants to keep you at to change, as soon as you stop starving yourself, your body is just going to overcompensate and we yo-yo diet, we gain that weight back. And for diets which are a bit more effective than others, I mean, we have seen, for example, that diets that change what you're eating, whether it's plant-based or keto, changing what you're eating to be more nutrient-dense and less sugar, this has proven in study after study to be more effective than just starving yourself. But none of those diets have been formulated with the science around a set point in mind. So it's almost like they get part of it right, and that's why they do work better than starving yourself. But never has there been a way of eating specifically developed to encapsulate the entire set point and lower it as quickly and painlessly as possible. Got that. So what does the diet entail? Is it a low-carb, high-protein diet? Do you restrict certain groups of foods? What's kind of, is there a consensus of certain amount or time frame when you eat, like the intermittent fasting? It does not in any way, shape, or form focus on when you eat. It focuses on the quality of what you eat. And the cool thing is that it's compatible with any existing lifestyle. So it doesn't mean you have to be a vegan. It doesn't mean you have to eat a lot of meat. What we do is we help to teach you how to identify foods that are the most satisfying, calorie for calorie, that are the most hormonally healthy, that are the most nutrient-dense, and which are the most difficult for your body to store as fat. And these fall into four broad food groups, non-starchy vegetables, nutrient-dense protein, whole food fats, and low-fructose fruits. And best of all, you can make literally any recipe you can imagine using those four food groups, and those four food groups are compatible with, if you're kosher, halal, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, we can help you eat that way within any of those pre-existing lifestyles. So this is a bipartisan dining, right? It's for all groups. (laughs) Exactly. This is how to, whether you're kosher, vegan, halal, Uh South Beach, keto, here's how to lower your set point and still do that. Yeah, that's that's great. Now I was I was excited to see the set point diet was backed by I, I thought I saw thirteen hundred studies and it's endorsed by top doctors from Harvard Medical School, Johns Hopkins, the Mayo Clinic. What's the consensus in the scientific community on this diet? The consensus in the scientific community is that your body works to maintain balance. Period. All, and this is really simple. Like some people uh-huh. think this is controversial, but when you take a step back, it is the most non-controversial thing in the world. If you drink more water, your body will automatically urinate more. You don't have to think about it. If you try to hold your eyes open, your body will naturally blink more when you stop doing that. Your body works to keep you in balance, period, always. And look, energy balance, the amount of body fat you have on your body matters. Like not starving matters. This is a life-sustaining function. So there is no scientific research ever, like any scientific study that has ever looked at this sort of calorie math, your body's stupid, if you just starve yourself, you'll lose weight, have always, all universally, this is a very hard statement to make, but it's true, have never shown that this whole eat 500 fewer calories for seven days and you lose a pound, that never works, ever. The thing that works is reducing inflammation in your brain, healing your gut and balancing your hormones. And by doing that, the weight your body balances you at changes automatically. And there is no science refuting that. 
Yeah, it's interesting you bring up the inflammation word because I've interviewed pretty much all the top doctors and leading health experts. And while most of them have differences of opinion, like North and South Pole, the one thing that everybody seems to agree on is inflammation is the cause of most disease. So share your thoughts a little bit. Let's talk about inflammation and if the set point diet can help reduce that and, and how it goes about it. Two broad categories of inflammation in the body is inflammation that exists below the neck and inflammation that exists above the neck. Uh -huh. And chronic inflammation in both places is devastating. I want to focus this conversation on inflammation above the neck because no uh -huh. one's talking about that. And that's right. called neurological inflammation. It is literally, we can put you in fMRI machines and show you that centers of your brain that are designed or have evolved, whatever your belief system, to regulate your appetite and to make you only hungry when you actually need to eat and to keep you full and to eliminate cravings, these are inflamed. They're bright. They show up bright on the, these scans. And by eating certain foods and engaging in certain lifestyle behaviors, we can reduce this neurological inflammation, cause your body to crave nutrient-dense foods, and also, as a positive byproduct, radically reduce your risk for dementia and Alzheimer's, which isn't too shabby either. Yeah, no, that's that's so true. And you know, another thing problem people have is we eat too much food. We overeat. Does the set point diet help with portion control? A lot of people think that we overeat because on some level we're lazy or gluttonous or stressed mm -hmm. out. The reality is we overeat because our brain, gut, and hormone hormones have become hijacked by the types of foods we eat and the types of lifestyle we're leading. So we're not overeating because we're weak. On some level, our cravings are strong because of the types of foods we're eating. So the set point diet is focused on helping you to optimize the types of foods you eat, not the quantity of foods you eat, but by doing that, you will automatically eat the right quantity of those high quality foods because your body will be healed, your cravings will subside, and your appetite will self-regulate. Yeah, and you brought up gut. Well, uh, you know, that's the big buzzword now is the microbiomes and how they play such a role in our ability to lose weight. What's your opinion on that? Do you think that's a, a big key of focus now? Gut is one of the three most important aspects of lowering your set point. It's brain, gut, and hormones. And the gut is one of the clearest examples because we can actually look at the scientific research and see that there are different types of bacteria living in your gut that literally crave different foods. So there are trillions of living things in your gut, and they need to eat. And the types of foods they want to eat will influence your cravings. So we've seen, for example, that there are set-point elevating bacteria that literally, this is not a joke, literally crave sugar and starch and therefore cause you to crave sugar and starch, whereas there are other set-point-lowering bacteria that thrive more on high-fiber plant-based foods such as vegetables. So when you think, oh my gosh, my cravings, they're not actually your cravings. You're being hijacked by these set-point-elevating gut bugs, and by eating the right foods, you can change your gut bacteria and you can change your cravings. So a lot of female listeners are probably saying, well, how do I get rid of that bacteria that's craving Ben and Jerry? <laughs> the Ben and Jerry bacteria. We, we, who needs that? <laughs> the good news is that 
we do provide a 21-day program in the book. And my mother used to always tell me, she gave me this advice, act as if. So if you're really nervous to speak publicly, just act as if you weren't nervous to speak publicly and, right. and give it a shot. So what we show you how to do within the set point diet is for 21 days, we're going to ask you to eat in a set point lowering way. And what you'll find is in doing that, this will cause these neurological, hormonal, and digestive changes to take place. So during those 21 days, look, I'm going to be honest with you, you're going to need to try to eat this way. But what's beautiful is on day 22 and beyond, because you've healed your body and changed, fundamentally changed and healed the way it's worked, way it works, you won't need to try to eat this way anymore. It'll be your new normal and you'll enjoy it. Great. I know you use the term diabesity. Share with the listeners what does that word mean, because that's new to some. Diabesity is the single most tragic medical epidemic we've ever faced as a country and as a world. It's when you are on a path to experiencing both obesity and diabetes simultaneously, and research is showing that literally every other person in the United States is struggling with this, either with overweight or diabetes or prediabesity. And what's tragic about this is when you are struggling with your weight, there is about a 90% chance that soon you will struggle with type 2 diabetes. And if you're struggling with type 2 diabetes, there's about a 90% chance that you are going to struggle with your weight. And I want to put that in perspective because 90% sounds like a high number, but we all know that smoking is tremendously bad for us. But what the data show is that if you smoke for 40 years, there's about a 10% chance you'll get lung cancer. Now, that doesn't mean you should smoke, but it does mean when I say there's a 90% chance that if you struggle with your weight, you're going to end up with diabetes. And if you struggle with diabetes, you're going to end up struggling with your weight. And when that happens, you have a deadly disease called diabetes. This has nothing to do with vanity. This has nothing to do with selfishness. And this has everything to do with saving and optimizing your life for the people you love, because this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm just curious. I just thought of a, a question. If you look back in the 1800s and 1900s, some of those pictures, majority of us were thin if you look at the family portrait. Fast forward to today, you look at a family portrait, and I challenge you to find somebody that's thin. So obviously the set point has changed since generations ago. What, what changed it? What do you think is the big key? Is it chemicals we're exposed to? Is it ingredients in our food, preservatives? What do you think is the reason why their set point was lower than ours today? Pretty much every aspect of our modern society is conspiring to elevate our set point because as the amount of processed foods has increased, this elevates our set point. As the amount of sleep we get decreases, this elevates our set point. As the amount of social connection that we have in our life decreases, this elevates our set point. So literally, you can look at the big five or six areas that make up modern life, and they've all shifted in a way that causes these brain, gut, and hormone problems, which elevate our set point. And if we can, you know, love more deeply, eat more nutrient-dense foods, sleep more, love more, laugh more, these literally cause, literally, it's not just like woo-woo, they literally cause the brain, gut, and hormone changes that drop our set point and allow your body to naturally pursue slimness as aggressively as it may be pursuing heaviness right now. Wow. Well said. Yeah, that would make sense. But you know, it says to pursue happiness, even though they were thin, if you look at these old pictures, no one's smiling back then. Why is that? These black and white pictures, no one's happy. (laughs) 
If everybody was that <laughs> well, thin actually, now, we'd be smiling. Look at my body. I'm not overweight. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's funny. Hey, break down this. You use this word eating sane, S-A-N-E. What does sane mean? Break that down for us. This is really the key to how to eat to lower your set point. I mentioned earlier, hey, is this keto? Is this paleo? Is this plant-based? It's none of those things. What, those are all ways of eating. This is all a guidepost for how to make choices around your food for you and your family for the rest of your life. And we do that by identifying four factors. We abbreviate that using the acronym SANE. S stands for satiety, how quickly food fills you up and how long it keeps you full. For example, Pringles tells us once you pop, you can't stop. They are literally telling us <laughs> that if you eat these calories, they will make you hungrier. So, so <laughs> as you might imagine, eating calories that make you hungrier is not a good way to lower your set point. So we want to eat high satiety foods. That's the S. The A stands for aggression. This has to do with how aggressively certain foods cause swings and spikes in our hormones. We don't want to swing and spike our hormones. The right. N stands for nutrient density, how many essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and fatty acids the food provides us. More nutrition means a lower set point. And the E stands for efficiency or how efficiently our body can store foods as fat. That may seem complicated. It's really not because the good news is you don't go to the grocery store and say, where are the high satiety foods? You think in terms of foods, and the only thing you need to remember are four food groups, non-starchy vegetables, nutrient-dense protein, whole food fats, and low fructose food, fruits. Those food groups in that order are the sanest set point lowering, lowering foods on the planet. The more of them you eat, the lower your set point and the happier you'll be. Wow. Interesting. Where does exercise play a role in that? Should people avoid exercising? I know exercise makes people hungry. Are there certain limitations? What's your view on exercising? There's two categories of exercise that the research has shown has been very helpful to lower your set point. The first, I don't even call exercise. I call activity. I call being a person. This has uh -huh. to do with walking, taking the stairs, playing with your kids, walking your dog, cycling, just being active, moving around. This is great because of its impact on your hormones, impact on your mood, tremendously beneficial. The more of that you can do, the better, but you don't need a gym membership and you don't need special fancy clothes to do it. It's just about moving your body. Now, the second category is a special form of resistance training that is very slow, very safe, done in a very short period of time known as eccentric training. And you could sort of think of it a little bit like weighted Pilates, very uh -huh. slow, very safe. Anyone can do it. Causes a tremendous hormonal change in your body that lowers your set point in about 10 minutes per week. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, know, I read your first book, Phenomenal, The Calorie Myth. For listeners hearing, what's the difference between the set point diet and calorie myth? Where, where does there is there intertwining there? The set point diet was really a journalistic <laughs> expose uh -huh. on why this focus on calories has, at its core, caused the obesity epidemic. Because it's just wrong to say that. If you eat fewer calories, that's the answer is false, and it is misleading, and it will cause you to become obese because it will elevate your set point. And what the set point diet does is it says, well, what the heck should we do? <laughs> the calorie myth is about the problem. The set point diet is the solution, the solution. and it outlines the 21-day program to permanently change what your body wants to weigh. That's awesome. In 21 days, that's three weeks. That is not a lot of time. Then people are going to see a difference in three weeks. Not only will they see a difference, but most importantly, they will feel a difference because this is not 
a diet. This is a therapeutic lifestyle intervention that will literally transform the way you see the world. If you do this and you do not see tremendous change around your waist and you do not feel like you are seeing life in color for the first time, give me a call and we'll figure it out because it's transformational. (laughs) That's awesome. Fantastic. In the uh, two minutes we have left, is there anything else you'd like to share about the Set Point Diet? Why should everybody listening right now get a copy of this great book? What this book is going to help remind you of is that you are fundamentally of the highest quality. You're not broken. You're not lazy. You are high quality. And when you live and eat in a high quality way that will show you, you'll remember that, you'll restore that, and you'll love the result. That's fantastic. You know, I had a patient come in yesterday, weighs 225 pounds. He said that's what he weighed in college. No matter how much he exercises or what diet he follows, he stays right around that range. And I see that over and over and over. And I know so many of our listeners are going, that's me. <laughs> and those are the folks that you've got to embrace this concept because it's something that I've uh, had, I've been thinking about this for 30 years. So, so great to see you put this in a book and back it by science. And I want to thank you for sharing that great information with us today. And the book is called The Set Point Diet, the 21-day program to permanently change what your body wants to weigh. And you can get your copy at jonathanbaylor.com. And while you're there, be sure and watch his TED Talk and read some of the amazing testimonials from people he's helped. You can also sign up for his free newsletter and have access to healthy recipes and videos sent directly to your inbox. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Jonathan Baylor. On Facebook, he's at Sane Solution. For my daily Facebook and Twitter post, I'm at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard Jonathan share something today that somebody you know would benefit from hearing, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to you at healthradio.com or radiomd.com. And peruse our podcast library and share segments of interest with friends, family, and coworkers. And on social media, this information is too important to keep to yourself. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to our future podcast at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.